Hey champions, this is Asid. This week's podcast, we're going to continue our series about the cities of Jailara. So last week we covered Vishut, the original city. I covered how they are a hunter-gatherer tribe, a bit nomadic, and they live in a very harsh land, surrounded by mountains to the north, marshes on the south, you got the inferno pits on the west end, and a no man's land on the east. So this week, we're going to explore the other side of No Man's Land and venture into the Empire of Vodhis. So just like we should, we're going to cover four factors. The origins of the city, the politics and how they play into the affiliations, the flora, fauna, and living conditions of that city, and then exploring the HE and talking about it a little bit. So the origins of the city. During the early days, before the war, the people of Vishud were at a crossroads. Majority of the people there truly believed that they that their way of life was the only proper way to live. They lived off of the land and gave back to it in kind. It was ruthless to them, but they were ruthless in their own survival. However, a small group of them started to wonder if life could be easier somewhere else. They thought that there had to be more than this endless cycle of pain and aggression of this hunter and gatherer nature that the regular day in day out there had to be more than that. Then one of them was visited by an ethereal being. It told him that if he traveled east he would find fertile land that had an endless supply of water. He could set up life there and it would be easier. The creature would bend to his will so the creatures of the land would bend to his will and they could be used for more than just the meat. He didn't believe this ethereal creature at first, but each night he was visited time and time again, and then he started to believe more and more. Eventually, he started to tell others, and those who were already looking for a way out followed him as he left his home, family, and friends behind and started to travel east. After a long journey and a lot of struggle, he found himself by the river Nye. At this point, the mythical creature appeared to him again and told him to settle here and revealed to him and to everyone else that he was the chosen one and that he alone would bring prosperity to the, his people. Those people settled and built Vadhis under the rule of the new king. They lived there in peace for many generations and new kings came and left. But now we have come to the rule of King Emmet, so that's where we are in and the game right now. One night, King Emmett was visited by a celestial being, and that being told him that she is the same creature who brought his forefathers to this city, to this land, that she has protected this kingdom and has asked for nothing in return. And now she requests for him to do one thing, and that is to, for him to bring pre peace to the rest of the land. The people of Vishud have struggled since his family left them, and that they are savages on the brink of destruction, and he must bring salvation to them at any cost. So the king, with Raha and Nubia, are now trying to bring a new way of life to the savages in the west. So that's the entire story of uh, Vares. I mean, it feels very much like a scripture type of thing, but it's this idea that they were led there by the heavens. They tried to move these people to a place where it wasn't so hard for them that they could focus on 
bigger things than just hunting and gathering and surviving till the end of the day. They knew that survival was in their path. It was just about growing at that point. So this is where the politics of Vahes come into play. Vahes follows the monarchy structure, which is kind of obvious. They have a king who rules them all. For these people, people, color is used to indicate rank of each person. So green is for royalty, blue are for the spellcasters, and red are for anyone who belongs in the army. Everyone else wears brown or these kind of earthy colors. Gold is given to each person who is of the higher ranks of their subjective classes. So this is why you see Nubia and Raha. Nubia is wearing blue and gold and Raha is wearing red and gold because this gold trimming on their clothes indicates to everyone that they are the leaders. Nubia is the soothsayer to the king and Raha is the general of the army. So how do Bellum and Axon work with the Vadhis arm, uh, Empire? Well, Bellum is about belief. It's all about asking for belief in something bigger than oneself to bring peace and calm. And we'll see how this mirrors in both Vadhis and Ajna a little bit later on of how the second affiliation changes how belief is perceived. So in the Vadhis Empire, this idea of the celestially appointed king is the belief that everyone has from the beggars on the street to even Raha and Nubia. They have faith that the king is right, that he is leading them down the right path. But this does not mean they have 100% blind faith in everything the king does. And this is where their action and nature kind of comes into uh, play. Even if the king tells them they need to do something, their knowledge on how everything's done of the world and how the people interact, this is how they build their strategies. This is their way of training and growth. So there's at the end of the day, they are strategists at heart. They believe that what they're doing or why they're doing it is right, but how and what they're doing, they plan that out. So this is the reason why they were able to stabilize in the Vadhis area and build farmlands and blacksmiths. Their weapon technology and strategies are well beyond their predecessors because they can think beyond the people of Ishid. They don't have to spend their days just hunting and trying to survive. They get time to sit down and relax and think and ponder and tinker. And this is why they have weapons and they have uh, agriculture. And this is the reason why they can spend time growing schools and communities. So the Axon side gives them this opportunity to think and grow on the mental front. And the Bellum side is what brings everyone down to that one central point, which is we need to follow the king. So going into the flora, fauna, and the living conditions of Vatis, as you can imagine, living right beside the River Nye, they, it's a lot calmer there uh, than it was in Vishud. And I've stated this quite a few times. So they build farmlands and bazaars. Uh, they were able to create class structures and education. So this is a very civilized society. It's not as difficult as it was in Vishud. Uh, and because of this, they also have a lot more greenery. The uh, flora and fauna, it is 
a lot more milder temperature wise a lot more lush vegetation and because they're right beside the water there's so much more that grows there the animals are a lot more tamer they're not more as aggressive and they could be used for things like plowing the fields or transportation along with their auxiliary uh sources of you know uh sustenance so that is how vodhis kind of operates so let's go to the Aichi. As you can imagine, the celestial creature that has been leading the people of um, Vadhis at the end of the day, it was an angel. And all these people in the people in the city of Vadhis believe in these angels that they're the ones who at the end of the day are the conduit between some uh, larger deity and the king. And he is the one who gets to discuss with them and uh, bring forth these premonitions that the angels are divining. So that is the whole entire point of the angel. It is a lot about that communication of what is above the king. Well, it's the angels. And who are above the angels? Well, we don't know, but we have to believe that that source is the right source. However, there is something off about the angels in the world. So if you look at any artwork that has the angels on them, just pay attention, you'll see something a little bit off about them. Uh, let me know in the comments below if you figured it out. I know a lot of people have told it to, but take a look at the artwork. It's uh, it's really interesting, and I love the way Leslie and Ramiana kind of portrayed that. So that is Vadhis. Uh, next time we'll jump into Sahas uh, and how they came into being and how did they spin off of uh, Vadhis. So some ending announcements. Uh, like I said last time, Genesis is coming to Toronto, and I'm really excited about this. So we have the open house at Manipal on April 20th. If you're in the area, make sure you come out. It's going to be awesome. The other thing is Ragnarok, a convention happening in Waterloo. It's happening at the end of the month. So we got an awesome exclusive promo in store for anyone who comes and plays at the event. If you play in the event, you will get a promo. There's two versions we're having, the text one and then the full art version. Full art version will go to people who win tournaments and stuff like that. But everyone will get the text version of this card. So keep watching our Facebook page. We'll eventually spoil what the promo is. But in the meanwhile, uh, plan to come out to Ragnarok. So the other thing, uh, a lot of our partner shops are hosting a lot of free events this month. So if you're in Brampton, they are hosting every Sunday. Brantford are hosting almost every Saturday. Uh, there's some events happening in Cambridge, some events happening in Woodstock. Uh, so come out and check out these events. And lastly, the new, the end of the month promo or the monthly promo is Raha. So if you play Raha and you want that 2019 gold stamp, maybe you want two of them, one for your binder and one to play with, come out to these events. They're free events and there's prize support. So come out and check out these events. Uh, that's it for now. Thank you so much for listening and until next week, bye.